0: Perfect. Well, hey, Vivica, thanks so much for joining me. really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure.
0: So Love you guys. Get, <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, we're very honored for you to say that. So, you know, today we're really excited to have you on um, and specifically talk about really high level kind of LinkedIn marketing for brands, which you are the well-renowned expert in the space. Um, but I think we're going to have a little bit of fun with it. So we'll ask a bunch of questions. We'll go into a variety of kind of higher level topics. Just as LinkedIn is such a fascinating business right now. Right. And we really want to yeah. capture the different you know dynamics of that. But before we jump in, I'm going to introduce uh, you to the audience that okay. will be watching this. Um, so just give me a few minutes to talk you up because it's a very impressive <laughs> resume. So we'll start with uh, Vivika Von Rosen, uh, sorry, von Rosen um, is known internationally as the LinkedIn expert and has trained more than, I think it's 90,000 business professionals yeah. using the popular, kind of using LinkedIn in general as a social media platform. Yeah. You host a weekly LinkedIn chat, which is always fascinating, which is has, hashtag LinkedIn chat on Twitter, where you have 84,000 followers, far more than I have ever imagined <laughs> having um, and is co-moderator of social media marketing consultants group um, on LinkedIn with over 24,000 members and yeah. beyond that you have 30,000 I think it's around 30,000 first-level LinkedIn connections again destroys <laughs> what I have um, way too many
1: way too many
0: by the way. I mean you know you have a lot of friends um, and she's you know regularly featured and quoted on out- outlets like Forbes entrepreneur uh, simple living magazine money magazine Mashable.com the Social Media Examiner, Miami Herald, and so on. Um, and for the past three years, you were named, I think, top 50 social media influencers by Forbes, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and it's not done there. So you know, on, in addition to all the work you're doing on the LinkedIn consulting side, you're also the author of LinkedIn marketing in an hour a day, yeah. and publisher of LinkedIn advertising fundamentals on lynda.com. And we'll actually cover yeah. Lynda, which is a really interesting acquisition that LinkedIn made. Really interesting. Um, I would love to get your thoughts on it too. So yeah. we'll jump right in. Ready for the questions?
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: Perfect. So start with a couple of things, and I guess just to preface, just to give an idea to the audience, too, our side at AdStage. So I'm the CEO of AdStage, and you know, one thing that really well is the LinkedIn Ads business. So we're their longest, we are their longest API partner. We work both on tech ads side and the sponsor side, and we've been working with them for almost three years. Yeah, seeing all sorts of companies go through the LinkedIn kind of advertising side with big companies like that company, folks that are just trying to who maybe know Google well or know Facebook advertising well, but are trying to figure out B2B advertising on LinkedIn yeah. side. Um, and so that's kind of how we qualify ourselves in the space. Um, and, you know, our one of our marketing heads here is a big fan of the work that you've done. And so we thought oh. it'd be really interesting to get your expertise on a variety of different topics. Um, oh, so cool. without further ado, we'll jump right in. I'm going to start really easy on you, and then we're going to go into some right. more difficult questions. <laughs> Sound good?
1: All right, Perfect. sounds like an exam. That's awesome. What's your exactly. name? I got the answer to that.
0: <laughs> I actually messed that up one day. It was really bad. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So let's jump in. So the very first one, simple. So what initially drew you to LinkedIn, and how did it make? How did you make a career out of it? I mean, there's so many different possibilities on Facebook and Twitter and a you know variety of different yeah. news portals that you're also kind of affiliated with. But why LinkedIn?
1: You know, it was actually the only game in town at the time. So this is a little. Almost 10 years ago, um, Facebook wasn't really much beyond Facebook for other university students or college mm-hmm. students. It it had, I think, broken into the public, but just barely. Twitter wasn't even introduced yet. So it, number one, was the only really the only game in town. And I actually didn't come at it. Um, in the in in social networking thinking of it as a social network when i was introduced to it it was a business tool and that's Mm -hmm. how i continue to think about it and teach it and train it more as a business tool and then yes it has its social aspect um but yeah i was introduced to it i was running a different business um, we'd managed to double our business in a year doing face-to-face networking. Wow. And so I, right, and I was introduced to this LinkedIn, which had a virtual, you know, family of 7 million people, which was a lot back then, yes. right? This is before the two and a half billion people or whatever's on Facebook. This is when yes. 7 million people were, It was before the big number. So 7 million was like that. Those were potential clients for us because we had a virtual Mm -hmm. aspect to our business. And so to me, that was huge that I just never had access. I mean, there was Plaxo and Hoover's, but I really Mm -hmm. never had access to that kind of a network before. Um, And within a year, I think God was able to quit my day job and take on teaching and training LinkedIn. And eventually I brought in, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And then I realized there's so much. And I didn't really want a giant agency, so I, I I dialed it back down, and I still to this day only do LinkedIn.
0: Oh, great! And so and, a couple things just to kind of uh, to qualify the answer too. So when exactly? I don't mean to date you here. When exactly yeah. did you get started with LinkedIn? When was it?
1: <laughs> My first account was 2005. Um, wow. That was shut down. Um, my second is there a funny account. Funny
0: story behind that of why I got. Well,
1: yeah, I broke the rules. I didn't know I was breaking <laughs> the rules, but I broke the rules. I, I that's okay. We're okay you. with that. Yeah, you know, I, I I now teach people what not to do, um, based on my own experience. The account I'm using right now is 2007. So, um, and I okay. really that's it's been two, It's 2007 is pretty much when I started teaching, training, and really getting involved. So that's when I actually consider myself active on LinkedIn.
0: And so, so what, you know, before we jump into kind of why brands should be using this, like, what specifically do you like to train around? Is it every single? Promotive <laughs> the sales solution, marketing a talent solution. Yeah. Is it? Sun. Is it how to use in-mail properly, or how to how to email people properly on LinkedIn with a good response rate? Like, is it is it every? <laughs> is it very micro, or is it the macro stuff?
1: it it starts out macro i mean most uh, most of the corporate trainings that i do um it's for the sales teams so it's a lot about lead generation a lot of the companies won't even upgrade their their folks it, and i i now i didn't used to, but I now strongly suggest anyone who's actually going to be using LinkedIn get at least the basic premium account
0: mm-hmm. you know maybe
1: sales nav isn't for you, but at least get sales plus mm-hmm. um but a lot of a lot of uh companies won't won't fork over that you know thirty nine dollars a month or fifty nine dollars mm-hmm. a month for their employee base, so it's it's kind of in a general here's how you use LinkedIn for lead generation and then we dial it down into different avenues depending on what the you know what the team needs what the and and what the company is willing to pay for Um, and then as far as general training I again it's I've got a five hour six well actually I'm about to add two more segments to it so it's going to be a seven to ten hour training on everything you can do on LinkedIn. But I come from, I, without meaning to do it this way, I come from a marketing and a sales background. I've been on both mm-hmm. sides. And so pretty much everything I I teach and train is on is either business development or lead generation or a combination right. thereof. Um, but yeah, we can deep dive. Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, no worries. I, I mean, I'm just curious. It's so interesting. I mean, what, what sort of like when it, when you, when a company is considering using yeah. LinkedIn versus a yeah. variety of other options for lead generation or prospecting or anything, yeah. What are some of those other options? And you know, do you do you do you recommend some of them as compatible or complementary options to have alongside LinkedIn, or do you try to say, hey, no, this is where you should do everything: lead generation, prospecting, so on and so forth?
1: Yeah, everyone should only use LinkedIn ever. No, um, <laughs> most definitely not. And especially with a lot of the changes that make that LinkedIn is making. Mm-hmm. Uh usually I recommend third party apps that still have some usability with LinkedIn. I mean, again, with what LinkedIn I don't necessarily agree with with the direction they're going, um, mm-hmm. but with what LinkedIn's doing, um, kind of edging everybody out of the and I'm mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you guys are still able to work with LinkedIn um mm-hmm. that the API is open to you. But anyway, um so that yeah, there's third party apps Um, because of the closures that LinkedIn is creating that I'll recommend that that my training um, folks use. And then, of course, it depends entirely on their business. Now, again, I focus almost exclusively B2B, I think, because I'm comfortable there. And that's the audience Mm -hmm. I tend to attract. Um, I really tried to do like LinkedIn for women. Um, I really tried to take some different audience or go down some different audiences, LinkedIn for speakers, LinkedIn for authors, because again, that's kind of my area of expertise but um it just seems to be b2b 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 so linkedin i think still is absolutely you have to be on linkedin if you're Mm -hmm. in b2b especially if you're in b2b doing sales um, and marketing Mm -hmm. however um yeah if 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 a company if a client if a client's uh, consumer base is on facebook then they need to be using facebook or twitter Mm -hmm. or you know including Blab or including YouTube videos or including Periscope or, you know, it, it really depends on the audience of the clientele.
0: Absolutely. And so actually yeah. so something you said is was really interesting to me and a little juicy too is what do you yeah. not like about the direction in particular for LinkedIn? What, I mean, I know it's a long conversation, but what are yeah. some of the high-level points that, you know, is it the acquisitions they're making? Is it their – I love the their,
1: acquisitions.
0: Okay, good. So then is, yeah. it, you know, yeah. what, is it maybe their focus on being really – what's been kind of wrong way with their direction?
1: Right. So in my opinion, the value of any social network is their membership. Um, If you have 10 members on LinkedIn, it's not going to be very useful. Right. So LinkedIn, with all the restrictions they're putting on the free accounts, which is I forget what the number is. It's like 83 percent of their memberships are free. Um, You're going to lose 83 percent of your of your base. And Mm -hmm. that's the base that the people who are paying for LinkedIn are marketing to. So the Mm -hmm. fact that they're making LinkedIn so difficult to use for new members, I mean, it is, I I guess I've been grandfathered into a lot of stuff just because I've been on Mm -hmm. it for so long. But I'll get a new client and we'll set them up on LinkedIn for the first time. And, like, they can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really, it's not. It's not cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and where Facebook, yeah, if you want people to see your your content, you're probably going to have to kind of pay for it. Um, mm-hmm. But you can still play, right? You can still mm-hmm. do a lot on Facebook before you pay to share your content. Yeah.
0: LinkedIn's way more walled off unless you pay. Oh, right? my
1: gosh. Yeah, it's so walled off. And then all the third-party apps, you know, that's where Twitter is so powerful. It, it mm-hmm. works everywhere <laughs> pretty much, yeah. right? But you know, you you probably I don't know, and I won't ask because I don't know if you're allowed to tell the kind of jumps you had, he, hoops you had to jump through. But my guess is that it was way easier to to have a, a a dashboard that works well with with Twitter ads than LinkedIn ads. I don't know that that's true, but
0: yeah, I mean, I think that you know, there's, <laughs> we'll be honest. Any API development in general yep. is actually is 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 pretty substantial, and they have their own. Yep. I guess we'll we'll be nice and call it. You know eccentric quirks, right? Yes. Um, but I think that, you know, for us, we've been working with LinkedIn for so long that we've actually yeah. got to kind of in some ways co-develop a lot of the API. You might be grandfathered um, in, co-de- yeah,
1: co Yeah. And so for us, yeah. like,
0: you know, that, that's really helpful because we get to really yeah. work with that team directly. But that doesn't mean, you know, there's still so many things that LinkedIn is surprisingly figuring out in yep. this day and age, where you'd think that, you know, and it's not their fault. They, they just, they have a massive opportunity. I think they have a 10X yep. opportunity on their hand, at least, right? Oh, yeah, um, so absolutely. Just, you know, we're really excited about seeing them do that and tackle it. And I, I think they're, what's really yep. fascinating, too, is the people that they've been bringing in to the company. Yes, I still, love even who even they're though, bringing in. Yeah, I mean, you know, even though they've still, we've worked with David Thacker, who's their VP of product yeah. now, and he started yeah. off just on the ad side specifically. He actually brought us into the sponsored updates program. Yeah. And so he's kind of been the champion for ad stage internally, and now he's running all things product. And I think yeah. that that type of caliber of folks that they're continuing to attract to the company, even post IPO, yeah. is is really, really interesting. And I think a very good indication that they're planning. They're, they're not done yet. They're not going to settle. No. They're not going to be a Yahoo. Hope... They're not going to regress. They're going to do so much to still build. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's it. I, it's so interesting that the public still needs to be educated that linkedin isn't a job seeker site i still get that right and and so i think that yeah the people that they're bringing in through their content marketing through their development um yeah i talked to chris mann the other day who helped develop lead accelerator so they're bringing in younger um and i think definitely more socially minded uh in every aspect of that word actually more socially minded individuals um so yeah, I mean I hope I love their acquisitions. I loved mm-hmm. the acquisition of Vizo of course that brought us lead accelerator and and that whole new platform which I mean which actually the the fact that AdStage integrates with that is good cuz the dashboard is eh, um theirs mm-hmm. not yours. Uh the um in in well they just changed well anyway I'm not even going to yeah. go into that <laughs> uh, you know uh, connected HQ you know they bought that that mm-hmm. social CRM years ago mm-hmm. finally implemented it what in 2012 um, Linda of mm-hmm. course which I'm actually, I think it's probably going to cut into my personal commissions. However, in the bigger stage, um, I, think it's, I, I think it's a fabulous acquisition. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it
0: just increases their surface area for really yeah. for volume for targeting and basically attracting oh, different gosh, professionals, yeah. just like SlideShare did too, which is one of the other acquisitions,
1: right? right? Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. And SlideShare was kind of a no-brainer. I know a lot of people were like, what the heck? Linda.com mm-hmm. for $1.5 billion. I mean, I think that was the largest social acquisition to date.
0: Um uh, not only yeah. that, but LinkedIn, if you know yeah. if you look at any of their acquisitions, actually prior to Linda, Bizil yeah. was their largest acquisition. Right, right. Which is right. really surprising because yeah. you know in the day and age where you have Facebook and all these other companies, yep. well, you know, LinkedIn has a lot of capital, absolutely. I and mean, right. they could drop, you know, they could they could acquire a few more Lindas if they needed to.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, so exactly. and I suspect
0: the that they will. I do think that they're gonna continue to expand their reach, especially internationally. I think that yeah. LinkedIn is a little bit, you know, it's it's fascinating because one of our largest advertisers is based in Japan. And when I traveled yeah. to Japan, there's only a million members in Japan. It's tiny. Yeah. Right? It's,
1: isn't that insane? It's insane? Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. All, the, all the business professionals still use Facebook. But the problem with Facebook, yeah. as we know, right, is like it's very different. You, know, you want to keep the social aspect of your life, maybe, or the more personal aspect of your life yep. on Facebook. You don't necessarily, it doesn't have all the tools to keep everything, all your data accurate in terms of your professional exactly. world.
1: Exactly.
0: So we need to get, you know, there has to be more LinkedIn you know, penetration in these different markets as well.
1: Yeah, that's, I, I absolutely, I yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, China, I LinkedIn has a version of LinkedIn for China, even though it's kind of cut off to the rest of the world. And I don't think, I don't know, but I don't think Facebook is, has that access.
0: You know, I and think we're talking
1: doubling, right? With, with Yeah, exactly.
0: With, I think yeah. Facebook access <laughs> is very minimal, if anything. Um, It's always yeah. changing because everyone's trying to kind of break into areas like China right. and so on and so forth. Yeah. But I do yeah. think that, you know, all the acquisitions just go to show that they're, they're still trying to make big bets here. I mean any smart yeah. company I think you know Google, when they started doing acquisitions a long, long time ago, right. some of the early m and a folks they were only yep. doing maybe seven or so m and a deals yeah. a year Really, yeah. they hired you know they hired this guy named James Loftus and they even i think um uh, a few other folks on the early team, in fact um I'm just trying to remember the names anyways, they basically <laughs> on the legal side, they started growing that acquisition channel and they the next year yep. they did thirty five the year yeah after that they did 70 plus then they did 80 and they've continued to do these like mind boggling numbers of acquisitions both small right. and large and i think yeah. that there's nothing wrong with that i think some people see acquisitions as a struggle or their desperation for trying to be stay no. innovative no i don't think so i think it's just a really smart buy versus build discussion that brilliant. you all have cuz right? you get
1: all that brain power and you've you 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 acquire a company that's had some you know proof of concept mm-hmm. oh i think it's brilliant and and how many people i mean let's face it how many uh companies software companies are creating applications just in the hopes that google will buy them i mean really you know it it really and what i like about google acquisitions is usually after google acquires something and integrates it well sometimes they acquire just to shut it down but (laughs) but usually when 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 google acquires something and integrates it into its own ui that you know it's now you're getting something like, you know, Google Ads. You were something that was like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars a month that people were paying for. Now it's free. So mm-hmm. that's that direction I really like. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas LinkedIn is not really going in that direction. I mean, one of the I most mean, famous made Google acquisitions. Yeah. That's
0: true. I mean, one of the most famous Google acquisitions ever to this date was when they acquired. I think it was called Urchin, which became yeah. Google Analytics. And that's right. That yeah. For, I mean, that's the one I, I was yeah. – yeah, it was insane. I think it was. I don't yep. even know the number, but it was very, very small. And now yeah. Google Analytics arguably is worth a few billion dollars, if not more, it, just not the more. fact that I mean, probably way more actually. Yeah, that, yeah. Right?
1: Well, and and the Google, that's it. Wasn't Google Ads? It was Google Analytics. That's exactly right. what I was thinking about. Yeah. I mean, before you had to pay like thousands of dollars a month to get mm-hmm. those analytics. Now they're free. And yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, now it's worth billion. Because look at look at the data that they are acquiring every second of every day. As yes, and exactly. and really that's what LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Google, that's it's all about the data and the membership. And
0: Absolutely. and I'm
1: hoping that LinkedIn remembers that because I just I hate to see there's like a it it seems like there's a mass migration out of linkedin um from people who are just pissed off at the fact that our hands are getting tied tighter and tighter and tighter if we're not depending on how much we're willing to spend on linkedin or not so yeah that's i i hate to see that and i love to see the acquisitions they're making and i would hope that they had the more open-minded kind of long tail let's not pander so much to the i'm i'm getting on a on a (laughs) So right. now that like, you know, the whole IPO thing. The second someone goes public, and eh, there it
0: goes. Yeah.
1: Right. So let's stop pandering to the stakeholders, think a little bit more long tail and 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 really invest in the membership, which is really the true worth of your company anyway. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, and I think know. that like,
0: you know, just to jump into some of the tact, kind of the tactics stuff yeah. as well is you know, so we know you kind of covered, right? Like LinkedIn, why should you use this in your marketing strategy? Mm-hmm. Look, it's B2B. If anything B2B and if yeah. you're doing anything B2B, it's an absolute necessity. But what do you think on a couple areas? So, you know, what can a business do to the LinkedIn page and like showcase pages, they have the normal business pages and yeah. all these different versions now, and they're continuing to roll new out. But what yeah. can a business do to really optimize that page? Is it that you're using? Is it the, the cadence of connections that you're creating to the page of followers? Or is it the content that you're posting? And if it's the content, what type of content is best?
1: Right. So I think pages were a little bit of a fail, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, because I, I really like pages. They get great Google juice. Um, but I think people forget that they need to treat their their LinkedIn company pages like a product that they need to promote as much as any other product or service that they have. And they're not doing that. I mean, I can't tell you how many clients that I work with and their employees Don't even aren't even following their company page, much less Mm -hmm. have they even thought about, um, you know, informing their, their mailing list that they're on LinkedIn. Here's our company page. Here's why you should follow us. Um. And that being said, I think company pages are, are absolutely, you know, for credibility alone, you need to have it. And then as far as content, you have to have a company page pretty much in order to create decent sponsored content. So if you're going to advertise on LinkedIn, not text ads, but sponsored updates, you kind of have to have a company page anyway. Um, And then as far as content, it's funny, I was just talking to, um, I probably can't say their name. Anyway, one of my, one of my clients today, big, you know, Fortune 500, everybody Mm -hmm. knows their name. The only thing they have on their company page are job listings because they're afraid, right? They've got so many silos. uh, The the company itself has so many verticals that it doesn't even know what to share. I mean, it's like its hands are tied. And I'm like, well, why don't you create showcase pages for these different verticals and then Mm you make, administrators and then you don't have to you've one person kind of looking at the 30,000 foot view which is where again where you know ad stage would come in really handy for them they're not even on facebook and twitter like and they have so much anyway i'm not even going to get into it but they <laughs> um there's so much potential there that they've 29,000 yeah. followers and they should have more like a million but mm-hmm. nothing they're doing nothing with it and so that's where um that's where i really it's it's not even the ROI of, of having a company page. It's what's the cost of inaction? What's the cost of not having a company page or having yeah, a bad exactly. company page? It's really right? the opportunity
0: cost that they're missing uh, out on, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. absolutely. And so right.
0: so with that type of content, so a couple of things that I guess the biggest questions that we get as a sponsored yeah. states API partner is, you know, great. Like we understand that we create, maybe not create, but let's say yeah. that let's say that you know you can find a creative and you can create the right any type of content. What's yep. the right type of content? We obviously see things that perform quite well. We see blog posts. We see white papers perform well. Yep. We see webinar requests perform well. That being said, that's still pretty broad. What's the, what are some of the – I like tips and tricks and little hacks yeah. that you can come up with. But what are some of the things that you've thought about um, with some of your clients that just kind of give them a little bit of an edge? Um, when it comes to creating content and even creating evergreen content so they don't have to recreate every single week
1: every single week exactly it's actually creating a timeline has worked really well um and i think it's it's all about the you know no like tough no no like trust factor Mm -hmm. um so if you just go out there and go read my blog and you sponsor that update now it shows up as sponsored um you know why? Why should I read your blog? Because mm-hmm. I need more noise in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you know, so if you if, if you have create a timeline, so the end of the timeline is you're going to want to do, um, you know, you're going to want really, you know, you want people to click through to your funnel, whether it's a webinar or a white paper or whatever. So we know at the end of the timeline for this particular campaign that we need to drive the funnel. Well, let's back up. How do we get people to know, like, and trust us? So what mm-hmm. kind of content do we need to share to get them to know and like and, and trust us? So whether it's mm-hmm. a, an infographic that grabs the attention and, and pulls on the heartstrings, mm-hmm. whether it is, you know, a video um, or a link to a video that that has uh, some kind of engagement factor or some kind of, you know, viralness to it, um, mm-hmm. whether it's a get to know us. And so it, of course, this is very general because it depends on the product and the company and and <laughs> the spend that they have. But if you create that timeline and understand you're going to have to create these these different almost mini campaigns within mm-hmm. the one campaign, then you have a lot better chance of building up that no-like trust. And by the way, what's so awesome is, if you're doing pay per click. But really you just want views you don't even care at the beginning if they click through or not because that's at the bottom of the timeline right so if you're just doing pay per click with Really, the hopes of getting more impressions, and you're doing a smattering, which is again where ad stage makes life so much easier. You're doing a smattering of um, you're doing a smattering of of micro campaigns that you can you know with UTM's or however you want to track those, mm-hmm. and and then you're scattering with these micro campaigns, and and you're just paying paper impression, knowing they're getting you're getting the impressions. You're paying like five to ten bucks, and yeah. then you're almost within that timeline funneling them into what is going to be the paper well then actually it, it's, it's weird it's inverse then you go to you pay for paper impression knowing that you're going to get more 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 click-throughs so it's weird mm-hmm. so to get click-throughs you pay for impression to pay for impression you pay, pay for clicks oh, Right. <laughs> and so you're right? always thinking
0: about using that as like so the timeline essentially sits as somewhat of a kind of also a content strategy marries with a with a nurturing funnel right? Yes. And so, yep. and like exactly. a life cycle funnel that you can essentially see. And at the very top of that, you, you almost recommend using things like sponsored content, almost yep. like Google display, which is like a little bit more brand focused or just a brand yep. awareness or right? Brand awareness. Exactly. Awareness. exactly.
1: Yep. That's exactly, that's, ex- and I shouldn't use timeline. Cause of course, when I say timeline, people think of like Facebook or, <laughs> or right. like timelines. Um, but, but, um, you know, a calendar. So have a calendar. Yeah. So from the yeah. beginning date exactly. to the end date, but, yeah, no, that's exactly what I mean. And, you know, and the great thing is with LinkedIn ads, one of the things that's amazing is the ability to create all this these split tests. Like with one, it, that's more text ads, but you can create 15, you know, 15 split tests change a word and see what does better than the other and then what I love about the sponsored updates is you can just share a whole lot more content you know you're really restricted in text ads to what you can share and your your image is 50 by 50 pixels so that's like nothing it's a thumbprint but with the sponsored updates um, you've got a lot you know you have up to I think it's 600 characters and of course a, a much bigger image mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. there's there, there's a lot of ways of manipulating and playing unfortunately I think most people get on LinkedIn ads right they get the 50 $50 or the $100 credit, and they go, "Oh, I'm going to sell my $5,000 product with one text ad right. to someone who exactly. doesn't know or like me." <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna. Oh yeah, they're gonna click through. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the biggest issue I think with LinkedIn advertising is that you know we, we work with so many of their top clients on LinkedIn ad side, and and it's working, and they know it's working, yeah. but that you have to be very sophisticated with your you tracking do. mechanisms in place, and so on and yeah. so forth to understand it's working. Otherwise. LinkedIn on initial cost per click basis is can be oh. seen as really expensive, right? Yeah. But yeah, again, exactly. you know again, as sophisticated marketers, we know that it's not about the cost per click, it's about the LTV, right? And as long as you're exactly large enough right. over the L T V then yep. you're okay, and actually you should just keep pouring money until it, you know, it's a gold mine, right? Yeah, um, I mean, if you, you can change positive.
1: pennies into dollars, then add more pennies to the funnel.
0: Exactly. Like, and hello. <laughs> I know, but you know what? That concept is still so yep. difficult. I mean, especially for yeah. early-stage startups like us, whenever I'm giving friends advice on their companies, when they start their advertising, that idea of I put a dollar in and two comes out, while sounds right. obvious, um, yeah. it's still hard because a dollar for them may be a lot of money at that given time. Right. That's
1: right. That's no. exactly right. The mechanism. And I think and I don't know. I don't know the fix for this, but like any, you know, freemium or try it out thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I can tell you right now I've got like probably 10 apps that mm-hmm. I've downloaded to try out this week. You think I've touched them since I've downloaded them? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and am I going to start paying for them if I haven't even tried them out yet? And okay, I don't yeah. know what the fix yeah. for this is. But LinkedIn needs to do something where it entices people to use the ad, and then maybe after you've started using ads, it goes, we're going to double, you know, I, I don't know even know what it would look like. But I think people need to experience some success, mm-hmm. um, but they already need to be engaged. They, they need to have already bought into it a little bit. Because if I say, or LinkedIn says, here's 50 bucks for ads, first of all, most people don't even do it um secondly they don't know how to do it it's not like they've watched my linda course it's not like they've you know use your your you know your fact sheets or whatever they don't know how to do it because they think because on facebook you can play around for 25 cents Mm
0: -hmm. right Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) you can uh, realistic yeah
0: Yeah. you have to kind of be a pro day one
1: yeah exactly on linkedin you're you're yeah. I mean, if you're driving, if a lot of people are clicking through and you're not converting them, um, that could be super expensive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so as part of that, though, right. So this is kind yeah. of follow up is so LinkedIn has really, really powerful targeting capabilities. And the reason. for yeah. this, and this is why everyone asks me, why am I such a big fan of LinkedIn? Yeah. And the reason for this is because, you know, you can target B2B on Facebook as well. But the thing about it is if you yeah. think about data accuracy and match rate. The data accuracy yes. for B2B targeting is simply going to be higher on LinkedIn. People keep it up just to is. date with the resume. Yeah. They keep it up to date with, you know, with all sorts of things that are key indicators of, you know, your professional persona. And yeah. so for me, I think it's really fascinating. And the thing about it is you can actually do really, really clever things when it comes to LinkedIn targeting. But it's again, yeah. it's new and kind of foreign. It's knowing people.
1: how to do it and how exactly. to manipulate. Because what's, what seems obvious, you know, title and company,
0: right. you know,
1: yeah, maybe, but, are you missing out on the people who don't have that title but have that skill set?
0: Or right, are you exactly. missing out,
1: right? Or people in groups that, if you mm-hmm. in, if you manage to engage them, well, again, LinkedIn shut cut that down significantly, but mm-hmm. at least 15 people per month you could directly engage with them in a group after you targeted that particular group yep. or and it
0: does the self filtering mm-hmm.
1: and I mean, yeah. yeah, so you've got two point i what I don't even know what the size of Facebook is anymore, like one point eight two point five whatever it
0: is I think it's i i don't know I don't know if they've broken too, but it's ridiculous it's lot.
1: a lot it's crazy, <laughs> so yeah, I mean you already have narrowed just by being on LinkedIn down to three hundred and eighty yeah. million people, right, so you've already cut that down, and exactly. then yeah, you have that opportunity, and what we've found. Um, and I tend to do, I don't do a whole lot of the 25k club, um, marketing with my clients. They just don't mm-hmm. have that kind of budget. So with the do it yourself ads, what we found is, you know, that, that if we can micro target, but, but test you know, like 1,000, to 1,200 people, little groupings of individuals, that seems it's more work intensive, but
0: it does get us a
1: lot better results. And, and, and it lets us test and play. And then we can, of course, expand upon that market once we found the... So you'll kick the,
0: off, you'll basically break down a, you know, let's say company A comes to you and yeah. they have a, you know, they have a certain type of user that they think they want to target. But yeah, what you help them do is break it down into micro sections. Yep, and I assume that you create a campaign for each of those yes, Essentially exactly. the campaigns are audience shells right as you can see that. Yep,
1: exactly um, exactly testing right. yep. them
0: with very quick flights Maybe or are these yeah, flight yeah. campaigns or quick flights or
1: so pretty quick flights? Um, and, and again, you know some stuff we get no response on it doesn't get any mm-hmm. it doesn't get any views doesn't get any likes doesn't get any shares You know, okay fine let's let's test that content this audience still nothing okay we know we know that's not going to that's not going to yeah. fly so yeah it's it again it's kind of like it's not really throwing spaghetti at the wall cuz it's much more thought out than that right. but a little bit sp- throwing spaghetti at the wall yeah. with the micro campaign seeing what sticks and then the using stick. that yeah. to build really powerful and and high high converting funnels
0: and so one thing that we've found to be really interesting so in ad stage what we've built into the platform is um an automated rules engine and the number one I... rule that everybody uses is day partying, yeah. right? Um, especially yeah. for LinkedIn, and day partying just performs off the charts. Just because it's nice. so running yeah. them during business hours, not running them on yeah. weekends, only you know really intensively kind of running yeah. them on during the morning time. Have you yeah. guys manually been doing day partying today, and how has it been working for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, mostly. Um, Once in a while we forget, (laughs) you know, and and we'll, 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 you know, we, I, we'll leave it running. Um, You know, what's interesting, though, is now that you say, yeah, thank you for saying that because it is important because LinkedIn is a business networking and people Mm -hmm. aren't at eight o'clock at night, you know, just hanging out, watching TV and Mm -hmm. checking their their LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. However, um, it is interesting that the mobile app seems absolutely inverse to the, um, to the, to the. Yeah, to the, yeah, to the browser. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, so how, and, and of course on LinkedIn, you can't really target down to the hour, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I know if you can do that on yours, that's huge. Cause mm-hmm. if you can target down to the hour, you know, when you know, people are uh, yeah, you on can. the subway, right? Yeah. See, now that is, that's absolutely huge. Cause you can't do that on LinkedIn. Yes. Yeah, so
0: you could do, you know, some really cool right? campaigns we've seen in the past are, People doing commuter campaigns. So just targeting people when they're in the commute and saying, "Hey, you could be using LinkedIn Pulse right now on the train, but you're not, or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be." So yeah, so yeah,
1: LinkedIn should actually use you to market its own features back to its audience.
0: You know, we keep telling them (laughs) this kind of stuff, and it'd be, you know, we hope so. One day, maybe, fingers crossed. Yeah,
1: yeah, that they really stood, because that's, I mean, that's key. And then, of course, who's your audience? Are they in Australia? Well, guess what? Your timeline just got flipped. Yeah. so yeah I mean it's just you, you've got to be aware of that but so many people are just creating these huge blanket campaigns in the hopes that they get enough click-throughs because it's laziness
0: or it's lack yep. of knowledge yeah absolutely yeah. and one other question I have about so before we dive into some of the broader questions you know I recently um, Russ you know Russ glass from the Bizzo acquisition yeah. him and I've been getting along quite well we've been meeting every now and then we're just chatting about everything kind of LinkedIn but in particular I was yeah. at the beginning I was obviously very fascinated about Bizo and now yeah. being called LinkedIn Lead Accelerator, which, by the way, I yeah. am not a big fan of the name. I think that LinkedIn does a very poor job. Oh, it's terrible! They have so
1: much opportunity, right? I know. Oh man, they could have just called you. it
0: business retargeting, and it would have done tremendously better. Yeah, exactly. Better. Just really with exactly. It. Same thing with direct sponsor content.
1: Yes, exactly. Because it is more than. I mean, leads is great if you're in sales, but it is for more than just leads, right? Absolutely. But anyway, I mean, it's
0: finally yeah. this retargeting solution. But you know, anyway. Yeah. So I think You know, yeah. they have they have a grand plan. Let's hope there's a there's yeah. there's, there's there's maybe a method to the madness, but. What's yeah. interesting about it is, you know, why do you think they're shying away from, actually, this comes back to the naming. Why do you think they're shying away from just calling it business retargeting? Or, you know, Facebook calls their retargeting website custom audiences, yeah. but at the same time, people are starting to understand that custom audiences equals retargeting. Or they even call it dynamic retargeting, which is just
1: yeah, you know, yeah, which a public sense.
0: market. Yeah, I mean, the public yeah. market, I don't even think even understands LLA. And it, it's a brilliant product, but they just, it, it's a naming thing. No one knows what it is. Yeah. No
1: well, there's no one does be, for a couple of reasons. They have really good topical information about it that anyone can see. But if you even want to see it at work, if you want to even see the dashboard, you can't get yeah. access to it unless no. you know someone there. Yeah. I mean, I, I did the Linda course on it. I couldn't get access to it oh, wow. until my friend John, who's a C over at Nimble, was like, Oh, I have it here, you wanna see it?
0: Oh, like wow. I couldn't
1: get anyone over. Now Chris and I are Chris Mann is fine, <laughs> reached out to me and now we're talking, but like yeah. But yeah, that's 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 six months after I've released the product. But anyway, that's just a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I and I wonder wonder what LinkedIn I mean some of and they change, they keep right, so the connected mm-hmm. HQ app turned into contacts and then is back to being connected. No connections. You know, <laughs> pulse was then today is back to being pulse.
0: Yeah. Um
1: you know, they they keep my Linda. Name,
0: I, naming is so important, in my opinion. I think so. That, yeah. You know, it's just it like Facebook went ahead and called their ad groups, ad sets for a while, which still right. confused people. I mean, yep, you yep. have you know, and then LinkedIn's had direct sponsored. Con- we were the so actually the right. the first ever direct sponsored content launched in, yep. from AdStage because it was API first, so the first ever. Oh, cool. Dark, yeah. We call it dark posts internally just because that's yes,
1: like, exactly dark. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. Cool. And yes, so you exactly. know, it launched, but to this day, I tell people, hey, you should be using DSCs or direct sponsor content, and they literally yeah, yeah. have to sit there and explain it to them every single time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and then it's like, so is, So then with LinkedIn, you've got posts and updates. And mm-hmm. I I know what the difference is, but 90% of the people I talk to don't. So when you say sponsored content, they're thinking, oh, can you sponsor a post? And is that an in-mail? And what's the difference? I mean, yeah. It's so confusing just within, and then and then LinkedIn keeps changing it from from sponsored updates to sponsored content to sponsored updates to sponsored content yeah, on exactly. its UI, right, on the campaign manager. Yeah. It's like, what's it going to be today?
0: Yeah, so, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, you know, you're exactly right. And then they keep, and and I I don't I do not like the new um, UI for the campaign manager. I I actually switched back to the old what's one. Your,
0: really, did you? Yeah. Yeah. What's just, your What's your number? I mean, look, I, they've done, yeah. you know, that was a very long project. I think it's been in it's been in yeah. development for a very, very long time, but yeah. you know, it's good to see them trying to make strides on that side of things. Right, we're right. Yeah. We're kind of happy that there's still some deficiencies cause that makes value yeah, for actions, exactly. But,
1: <laughs> Yours um, is so much friendlier.
0: <laughs> yeah. But what in particular was was it something about like the account hierarchy, the structure? was it something? Yeah,
1: i was like, curious. yeah, they, well, I, again, um LinkedIn is absolutely focused on its corporate, it's it's enterprise size clients. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not focused on solopreneur, boutique agency. Right. So I only have, I mean, my only I have my company on there. Um I've got a, a, a pseudo company that we created for the lynda.com course, and then I have a couple clients, but mm-hmm. mostly my clients run out of their own. So I, right. anyway, um, so I didn't really need it to have that front page with just the the, the four Account. companies. Right. I liked the old ones where I could see everything kind of in one place and double click and very quickly go through to. I love right. the search aspect, right? The right. new search, the, the fact that you can search on content and pull that up, that's fabulous. Right. Right. I can't right. believe they didn't have that earlier. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that it's kind of in your face. You know mm-hmm. you don't have there's no little drop downs you don't have to click on the little
0: right, you know drop right,
1: down right. menus to see it but none uh, and maybe I just like you know <laughs> I don't like learning i'm I'm an old dog and I don't want to learn any new <laughs> tricks but I, it seems to me that LinkedIn continually goes with cleaner UIs but but less user friendly u- user interfaces
0: yeah maybe less like, utility
1: less utility yeah absolutely, and I just it drives me up i like their new pulse. I hate their new Pulse interface. I mean, yeah. it's just you, Which is you crazy know, it's because just
0: because Pulse is such a big play for them, right? Anything content is like great. is the yeah. main play right now.
1: I, exactly. So now you're going to make it even harder for me to find the kind of content I want. I mean, I appreciate LinkedIn thinking it knows what I'm interested in. And then feeding it to me, and make that, you know, make it a two bar, and you can do that on the left hand side. But please give me some navigation on the right hand side. Absolutely. Don't hide it behind a logo and a drop down box.
0: So what's kind of interesting anyway. is we're we're starting to talk about the variety of Sorry. different properties that they have. Yeah. no, it's great. I mean, <laughs> me, we we have these rants all the time, um, and so and it's helpful because the good thing is they're pretty receptive with it. Like Chris, yeah, and the they, you yeah and Russ are they're pretty receptive. So we're talking about a lot of these different business units, right? We've talked we've kind of touched right. on marketing solutions, is what we're talking about right now. Right. Oh really you know, all these different convert.
1: Um can you repeat that? I am good old internet here in the mountains.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, are you cutting out?
1: lost. yeah, I lost you for a moment. Um but okay. you're back. I'll-
0: no worries. So I was saying that what we're really excited about inside of AdStage, and what we talk about often, is that we think that all these different business units, like marketing solutions, sales solutions, talent yeah. solutions, they're slowly gonna start to converge. And the way that they're yes. gonna do this is they're gonna create little bridges that bring in the functionality that's relevant. For example, how cool would it be if I could take leads from LinkedIn sales solutions, my sales right. navigator product, and yeah. I can immediately upload target. those into like a custom audience and target those using my paid advertising, exactly. right? So, and that's really what
1: I thought Lead Accelerator was going to do.
0: Right. Like,
1: I totally thought that's what it was all about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. We would, that would have been amazing if, it, you know, if that yeah. was what it did, right? Yeah. And so for us, what we're thinking about is, do you, so do you buy into that idea of all these things converging yeah. together?
1: God, I would hope so. I mean it mm-hmm. I I am shocked that they're not already um it mm-hmm. seems like so obvious with they they're putting so much time and effort and 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 staff and talent into content you know their content marketing platforms with buying mm-hmm. pulse and and creating publisher and mm-hmm. I mean the fact that they don't have sponsored posts yet I I'm sure it's am like it's got to be coming right but yeah like you said you know so here's a sales person or an entire team and they've done all this work building up an audience and I can't focus just on that audience? Exactly. Like, or, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and now I've built up all my followers on Publisher. Well, isn't there some other way I can reach out to them above and beyond just updates? You know, yeah, absolutely. I would, I would, I would pray that
0: those came together. Yeah. Um, so a part it of seems that obvious. Is, absolutely. I mean, I think we're on the exact same page and I think, yeah, that, you know, we think it's inevitable I think that one thing that's also interesting is if you just look at the marketing solutions business, which is something that we're very tightly yeah. kind of tightly coupled with, You know, yeah. my big belief, and I've been telling people about this, and who knows if I'm right or wrong, is I believe that marketing solutions is gonna become the next billion dollar business, um, yeah. business unit for LinkedIn. And I actually yeah. think it may potentially outpace sales solutions, perhaps. Yep. Um, and yep. so, just because if they can really nail it, right, if they can really, yeah. really get LinkedIn advertising out to the masses, I mean, all of it, yeah. 90, I think 98% of Facebook's revenue comes from advertising, right?
1: Yeah, so exactly. I think
0: that LinkedIn is you know, fu- very fundamentally differentiated to the same yeah. audience that Facebook has or that Twitter has because of the business perspective, the B2B perspective. But yeah. do you think that it's crazy to say that that's gonna become their next billion dollar business unit or do you think that's accurate?
1: I think it would be 100% accurate, but in order to do that, they're gonna have to change the culture, right? So right now, unless you're part of the 25K club, marketing solutions is is almost useless to you right you know unless because yeah we can nickel and dime all day with the do-it-yourself stuff or the self-serve um and but that is the self-serve the 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 sponsored content which i love and the text ads which eh, um they work well with sponsored Mm -hmm. content you know that's those are great but If LinkedIn would change its culture and go, listen, we're going to open up Lead Accelerator, you choose how much money you want to spend, but we're at least going to give you the opportunity to spend it, and by the way, we're going to show you what you need to do in order to be successful, Mm -hmm. then the sky's the limit. I think you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right. It would blow everybody out of the water because exactly who you need is there. right? It's got LinkedIn. Like you said, it's got all the pieces in place. Place You're creating content. You're building networks. You've got marketing. Hey, hey heck, you've got HR. And, you know, we yep. never mind talent solutions. We have all these pieces, but they're not letting 90% of their
0: audience play.
1: You can right. watch baseball, but God forbid you, we even let you see what a bat and a ball looks like. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, I, think
0: I think that's true. I think that, and I think a lot of that comes from LinkedIn. Historically as a business has been very field sales driven. Yeah. Um, and so and I think that they still need to kind of shake that yeah. in order to get kind of mass penetration into the market. And I think, you yeah. know, the good news is like what we talked about is through these acquisitions like Paul Spizzo, yeah. Linda, so on and so forth. Yeah. They've been able to bring in these really bright minds who are a little bit more edgy with how they run their businesses yeah. and how they run kind yeah. of, um, you know, acquisition strategies, whatever. And I think that for that reason, I'm still hopeful that they will start to kind of shake some of those traditions. I mean, we all yeah. gai- gain a little bit of rust when we're running a company for a few years. And right. you simply need to be able to shake it in a variety yeah. of different ways. Right. Yeah. And so I think yeah. they're on track with that. I think, I think one piece so, of that is, what do you think is going to be out of the acquisitions they've made? What do you think is the most like material impact that maybe one or many of them will make on the business? Like, what, what do you, you know, wow. what kind of as, as a LinkedIn consultant, what keeps you up? Like, man, the day they do that, my business is going to take off. Or the day they do that, you know, everyone's going to flock to LinkedIn. Which one do you think is it a variety of them? You know, it, 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 it really
1: depends on my mood that day. Um, right. like for the before they introduced publisher when it was just mm-hmm. you know influencers it was like eh, that's that's nice i use pulse on my my ipad um and i really thought the solution was that for them was going to be the crm so you know they had they they bought connected hq and then it took them forever to implement it i couldn't believe it. it took like 2 years for them to implement it um and then they had sales navigator which played really well with salesforce well they just pulled the api off of salesforce so now salesforce doesn't play well with linkedin so my guess is that's gonna develop into its own CRM system, which I think brings us to a whole new level, brings LinkedIn mm-hmm. to a whole new level. But on another day I'm going, well publisher, content marketing is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And if they start doing things like allowing us to create promoted posts, mm-hmm. well then now we've got another Facebook promoted posts explosion. Mm-hmm. So that, that's obviously going to be it. But then when they bought Lead Accelerator, I'm like, oh my God, the, the, the The potential of retargeting so i'm going to go right now this minute because this is how i feel this very second i'm Mm going to go with i think it's going to be their ads platform if Mm -hmm. it'll either be the biggest fail or Mm -hmm. it'll make them billions of dollars um it's going to be how and and I was talking to Chris Mann the other day, and, and they're, they, they are working on an open, a more open solution for the smaller business, so you don't have to have the hundred thousand visits to your website or twenty five thousand dollars to invest. Mm-hmm. So they are they are working on it. So if they get that working, and if they really do give great access, mm-hmm. but you know, it's they're so well, you know this, and they're so protective of their software, and there are better. They're better so your better solution. Mm-hmm. For the average person right now, Ad mm-hmm. Stage is a better solution for using LinkedIn ads than the LinkedIn ads platform itself. Mm-hmm. That That can't keep happening to LinkedIn. They have got to, except for, of course, I want you guys to stay in business. So, but for everyone else, you know, for Salesforce, they, they have to create their own CRM system that's more powerful and easier to use than Salesforce. They, the, the content marketing is, is good. I like it. I, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's an easy platform to people to use, but it just seems to me there's, if they change their culture, if they change their culture and think longer term,
0: yeah, and they class, open it up, right?
1: yeah, best yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you're right, they've got the money to acquire, so they they need to start. They need to stop nickeling and diming their their free yeah. or their lower paid members, and they need to give more to their the, the what really makes them LinkedIn.
0: Absolutely. So yeah. I have one last question for you, and this is gonna change gears a little bit because I'm really okay. fascinated about things that you've been doing with Linda. And so yeah. we're excited to hear that you've recently launched an intro course to LinkedIn ads on yeah. lynda.com. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that course in particular and maybe a couple of snippets on other courses that you're really excited about that you've done?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I love, I love the Lynda platform, and we'll see how <laughs> if it's a good thing or a bad thing that, Linda, that LinkedIn bought them. Um, I have a feeling, unfortunately, they're probably going to, as far as LinkedIn's concerned, they're probably going to replace all the existing content that people – you know, third mm-hmm. parties created with stuff they create themselves because they're. Mm-hmm. I know they're doing that with Accelerator. Right. Um, yeah. So actually, what what I my my um for the book for the Wiley book. So my mm-hmm. my editor, um, Willem when he left Wiley, he moved to Linda. And so cool. he called me and said, Hey, I'm working at Linda right now. Was wondering if you, if you wanted to do a course for us. I'm like, well, yeah, sure. That'd be cool. Cause I've been looking at other, um, adverti- or not, uh, 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 online courses, like there. Oh uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. and And yeah, Linda's, Linda's affordable and it's so professional. So I'm like, yeah, I, I want to be aligned with that. So that's when I created the the LinkedIn to business um, course that I did for them. And then about a year later, he's like, well, you know, you, it's been about a year since you've done a course how about something new and i'm like yeah let me think about what that should be because they already had a you know they had four or five other courses already on Mm -hmm. on on linda about linkedin um Mm -hmm. so i had just been to social media marketing world and had had dinner with um jason um uh jason miller and he couldn't really talk about because they bought bizzo but they hadn't done anything yet so he couldn't really talk about LinkedIn ads yet, but he was basically filling in me in with as much. He was so enthusiastic and so excited about it. So I went back and I said, "Okay, let's do a course on, on LinkedIn advertising and then began the months and months and months and months and months of them to actually create lead accelerator, release lead accelerator. And then I never got access to it anyway. So then I'm like, well, let's Let's do LinkedIn advertising, which has this amazing tool, which I can't talk about because I can't get access to it. And LinkedIn won't give me access to it. So let's just talk about the self-serve ads instead. Um, <laughs> so that's what we ended up focusing on anyway. You know, yeah. it, it briefly touches on how awesome <laughs> these other tools are if you can get access yeah. to them. But, um, yeah, the whole, the whole course is really on the self-serve the, the, and, and ba- very much talking about what we talked about today. What are you know, What are some of the best strategies to actually get some ROI on your spend?
0: Great. Uh, And so that course is available today on Lynda, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Lynda.com. is just called LinkedIn um, Advertising Fundamentals.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Vivica. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. What a fun conversation. Um, And so we'll put it all together. And uh, thank you so much for being around.
1: Awesome. Absolutely. My pleasure. I'm honored.
0: Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks. You too.